Hey folks, Libby here at Behind the Service. I wanted to give a big shout out to our sponsor, BetterHelp, for sponsoring our podcast. As a veteran caregiver-related podcast, we cover a lot of sensitive topics and difficult issues that our families experience while caring for our veteran. One of the biggest challenges caregivers often face is the isolation and loss of self once becoming a caregiver. Maneuvering through all of the chaos in today's society can be quite debilitating, so reaching out to someone who is qualified to help can be a starting point in moving forward. And that's why I'm proud to announce our connection with BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com. BetterHelp.com is one of the leaders in online counseling and will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. So this is a great opportunity to talk to somebody and you don't even have to leave your own couch to sit on someone else's. If you go to betterhelp.com forward slash behind the service, you can be connected to a therapist in under 48 hours. If you're not comfortable talking over the phone, you could start by texting. They have video chat options, real-time phone options, and you meet weekly at the discretion of your counselor. Now, this is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is a professional therapy done securely online. It is someone who is trained in handling veteran-related issues and can help you tackle that mountain of struggles together rather than alone. If you go to betterhelp.com forward slash behind the service, you will automatically be put in for a discount code of 10% off your first month of therapy. If you do not see the 10% off automatically, just put in the discount code behind the service as that also gives you your 10% off. And if you are experiencing financial hardships, let them know there is financial aid available in the form of an extra discount. Again, that is betterhelp.com forward slash behind the service. They are great at what they do. And what they do is help veteran families to be well. Hey, listeners, welcome back. I'm so excited and glad that you've decided to tune in today to Behind the Service podcast. Um, whether you're hearing this episode as it releases on the day of release or a couple of years from now, I pray that you will gain some insight and wisdom. I'm so happy that we are joined by Sherry Eifler today. She's a devoted Army wife and mother with a passion for a women's ministry, and she uses her independent certification with the John Maxwell team as a personal coach and speaker and a leadership trainer to empower those that she connects with. Welcome to Behind the Service, Sherry. Thank you, Libby. That's so wonderful to be here. So I'm really thrilled to connect with you today. I have been praying big prayers recently for God to bring women of faith into my circle. And it's amazing to me, really. And it shouldn't amaze me that when you pray those big prayers of faith and you know that God's going to answer those prayers if you're praying them in faith. He has brought not only now you, but other people, women, into my circle just like within the last month and a half after praying those prayers of faith. It's just really powerful how God can answer those prayers. And you're like, not even expecting it. You know what I mean? I think um, what you're expressing is some of our self-protection. We know that God can 
but we protect ourselves against disappointment when we go, well, yeah, and we pray big prayers. And then when they're answered, we're like, whoa. When in reality, we should still be going, whoa, but not surprised that he hears us and that he wants to sit with us and provide exactly what we need. Yeah. I wanted you just to talk about a little bit of your expertise. And so you are a coach, you do speaking engagements around the country, but what does that entail exactly? Really? I just walk alongside people in life. My passion is to join people in their journey and be their encouragement, be the inspiration, and then to just pull from everything that I've learned with my life experience as a army veteran, military spouse for over 30 years, and then also being with the John Maxwell team and just really walking alongside people, giving them encouragement, especially I think that leadership is important because the first person we lead is ourself. And we need to be able to do that well and do it in strength. And really what I'm about is walking alongside life with people, whether it's getting an opportunity to speak to people, connecting with them that way, actually bringing them into a workshop, a mastermind, working with them that way, lots of different facets. And I just literally like you, I just pray, okay, Lord, bring me to the people, share your message, however it is that you would have it go forth. Mm -hmm. So what can people expect then if they utilize you as a personal coach? If I'm the right fit for you, I am faith-based. So we are going to bring scripture into everything, whatever I share with you and the direction that we go, it'll be not just, okay, let's do this because we can. It's going to be, where is the Lord taking us and really leaning on him as the strength and the direction. And sometimes we just need someone to come alongside us and listen Mm -hmm. and then encourage us and help us recognize this is the next step. And so that's what I really enjoy doing is helping people find the next step. And sometimes it's little and sometimes it's big. Mm -hmm. I I was actually looking on your website and you have released a couple different books. One of those books, which I thought was really cool. I, I hadn't heard of this. I don't know if it's released yet or not but it's the Brave Women Strong Faith book that you're releasing. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh yeah, Brave Women Strong Faith is actually a collaboration. It was released actually last in 2020. And it's a collaboration of military women, both veterans and spouses from all services. And we just share our stories of how we have been able to be brave because of our faith in Christ and knowing who we are in Christ. And really my message in that is stronger together because we need community. Absolutely. I agree with that. So I wanted to talk about identity, right? Because identity, it's something that a lot have issues with as a military caregiver, military spouses, even as women, I notice even just in my circle of friends, acquaintances, or in a social setting, I notice that a lot of women struggle with a lot of identity because at some point they become empty nesters and they've dedicated their whole life to just being a parent. And then they forget that they're their own individual person outside of being a parent or a spouse or say a caregiver. So I think identity is something that people feel in the moment and 
they're able to recognize themselves in the mirror that they can see, hey, this is who I am. This is the person I am. But it's also you discover your identity over time, like through a lifetime. You're not really, you're not like one day waking up, oh, this is totally who I am right now. It's a piece by piece thing. Yeah, it's a process and it's a journey. And I'm so glad that you tied into that because as a, like I was active duty and then I transitioned into being a dependent spouse. Um, and then all of a sudden I'm a mom and you're just like, you're doing all these things. And so I was on this journey. And then there was this one point where I read this Facebook post that said, we need to get these military spouses to stop putting their identity in who their service member is. Mm-hmm. And I went, wait a minute, time out, stop. That's who I've been for so long. That's who I've needed to be. And so that really made me go, bam, what, how am I identifying myself? And so I've been on a journey and the Lord led me to a, it's called um, live your core process. And so basically what it is answering that question, who am I? Mm -hmm. And I love it because it starts with the foundation of who am I in Christ? What is your spiritual identity? That is the foundation of who we are. And you have to know first who your spiritual identity, what your spiritual identity is, because that's where you find your hope. Mm -hmm. That's what you're anchored to. That's what keeps you moving forward. That's what keeps you going day in, day out. And once you know what that spiritual foundation is, then you need to look inside of you and go, okay, but who is Sherry at the heart of her? Because what we get, what we described as identity is tied to in the world, what we do. Exactly. But what I want everyone to shift their mindset to is who I am is not what I do. Who I am is who I am at the heart of me. And that foundation laid on our spiritual foundation, then we take that and what we identify with, that's what we do. And we do it out of a place of strength rather than out of a place of searching and allowing, basically, for so long, I allowed the world to tell me who I was. I grew up a people pleaser, the firstborn, the, you know, you, you give me all of the things. And I was like, okay, and I'm achiever. I mean, some mm-hmm. of you might be totally resonating with me with this. And so I got lost. And Alexander Hamilton reminds us that if you don't know what you stand for, you'll fall for anything. And so if you're trying to please people, you're becoming what they need to be. And and many of your um, listeners are in a caregiver role. And I just want you to know that I'm speaking to you from a place where I have been in a caregiver role for my aging parents. And I'm telling you, if I didn't know who I was in that, I would have been completely lost because knowing who you are allows you to set boundaries allows you to come to the well for wellness when you need it and recognize how to keep stepping forward from a place of wellness as you're caring. Because we joke and we say the airplane stewardess remind us, put on that oxygen mask first before the person who needs help. But it's so true. And so really, so maybe you don't know who you are in Christ. 
maybe you don't know, um, cause for me and what the reason why I'm going right into who you are in Christ is because we've already established this is a place of faith. And so the best place to start, if you're questioning, well, who am I really? What is this? What is Sherry talking about? In Ephesians, the first two chapters, one and two, it really dives into, and it starts out in um, verse four, and it tells us we're chosen. We're chosen. We're holy, blameless, and we are adopted as his daughters or sons. And so I wrote a Bible study that really will take you all the way through this. It's called Royal Reflections, The Making of a Warrior Princess. And our identity begins with a powerful prayer, and then it just takes us through. So you are chosen, and you have been chosen to be holy and blameless in his sight. You are seen as his daughter. And just if you're parents, when you look at your children, they're precious to you, even though they might have a dirty face, even though they might be hiding something behind their back. Like we come to the Lord all the time, hiding things behind your back, but he knows, he knows we don't have to mess with that. So that's just the, the basics. And so knowing who you are in Christ gives you the answer to, I am worthy. Because so many times we feel like we're not worthy. And I just really feel like the Lord wants me to share from you. Um, Most of you are familiar with Psalm 23, but you're familiar with the shepherd portion of it. What I want us to tie into right now is Psalm 23, 5, which is often looked over. So I'm just going to read it real quick to bring it to our remembrance. The Lord prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. In order to care for others, we have to be caring from the overflow. And many of us overlook the fact that the Lord sets a table for us every day. I'm going to ask you a funny question right now, but what's for dinner? No matter where you're at, I don't know, as a caregiver, that question, what's for dinner? would throw me because it's, oh my goodness, what is for dinner? And then we get feel guilty because we're serving leftovers. It's okay. But I want you to know that when the Lord invites you to the table, he's not serving leftovers. His mercies are new every morning and he brings a banquet. But what I want you to remember is one, if you know who you are in Christ, you are worthy to accept this invitation to this royal banquet that he has set for you. But remember, it tells us it's in the presence in front of our enemies. So what are our enemies? They're all the distractions that are keeping us from coming to the table. One of them is telling us that we're not worthy. Another is telling us, no, you don't have time for that. The worry, the the questions, the you know circumstances that are not your first choice that are happening in your life. Those are the enemies that want to keep us from the table, but we need to come to that table and we need to be full. And what is at that table? It's a heavenly banquet. Jesus reminds us in John 6.35 that he is the bread of life and he satisfies us. And then we have the Holy Spirit, who's the living water, who fills us to overflowing. And then we have the fruit of the Spirit that are, we're reminded in Galatians 
5, 22, and 23, that is what we're to come and to feast on. So God's word, nothing as a caregiver should keep us from coming into God's presence because in his presence, he keeps our enemies at bay. And so that's my encouragement is remember who you are in Christ, accept his invitation to come to the table, get full. And then if you really don't know who you are, it's a good place to actually take a moment and pull away and answer the questions. Who are you at the core of you? And I came up with a little acronym for core to help you. So really dive into what are my core characteristics? What are my values? What are those things that are core to me? And why are we answering this question? Because this is going to help us set boundaries. This is going to help us pull ourselves into who we are. And then we're going to look at our operating strengths. What am I strong at? What are my natural talents? You want to know this. You need self-awareness in all of these areas. And also when you look at your operating strengths, you are coming into alignment with how God has uniquely made you as an individual. And also knowing our operating strengths, especially as a, in a caregiving situation, when to ask for help. And I, I know that is a hard thing to do, but is like you brought up, Libby, the brave women, strong faith. We're stronger together. I need Libby's strengths in my life and she needs my strengths in her life. And together we make life better for everyone around us when we are coming together, living in community. Oh my gosh, I could go so many different directions in so many ways. But the next thing you want to really know is the R in our core is um, your rapid responses. You need to have such self-awareness that you're recognizing, okay, I'm hitting overwhelm. And so you can pull yourself back. And then the E is esteem. We need to be aware of who we are. So it wraps right back, right down to our spiritual foundation. Where do we get that strength to move forward in? And so I found this fun little coffee mug and it had this little quote on it. And it says, live a pineapple life. Stand tall, wear a crown, and be sweet on the inside. And I want to flip it on us a little bit and make this a challenge to us. So live a pineapple life. But I want you to start out wearing your crown, knowing who you are. And whether you're his princess or prince, you're wearing a crown because you've been adopted by the king of kings. So that's the first thing we need to do is wear our crown and come to that royal banquet every morning. And then I want you to stand tall in who you are uniquely made in Christ and knowing who you are. And then when we have Christ in us, we're sweet on the inside. And when we're full of him, not only are we sweet on the inside, but his fragrance is what people experience as we live our life for him. That's just, a, I hope that's a good little encouragement for everyone. And I would love to connect outside of this, but Libby, do you have any questions, any thoughts? I was just going to say, I seen a quote yesterday it said, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. I think mm. it's mm -hmm. super important to do 
is just to be yourself and look at your core values. It comes down to core values, right? What is important to you and being able to recognize what is important in life. Yeah. I love it. I think that's so good. And just being able to recognize who who we are in Christ and know that we are loved and he has chosen us and put us on this earth for a reason. And no matter what circumstances that we face in our, our lives, that there is a reason for each of those circumstances. And it doesn't have to define who we are as individuals. If you're a caregiver and you are stressed out with the things that are going on in your life, it doesn't have to define who you are. Exactly. It, it doesn't define who you are. And then just recognizing the that that was my thing when I was walking through that. Uh, I've been on both sides of the caregiver. I had a pretty major surgery when we lived in Germany, and so there was no family around. So I had to allow mm-hmm. people to care for me, and that was like tough. Then on the other side, caring for my parents, and then my husband had two hip surgeries. We got the whole crazy. But in all of that, I had to. I pulled back and I said, "Okay, God gave me these experiences for a reason." And how I walk this mm-hmm. is going to help me help others walk it later. And just, and I saw myself getting overwhelmed numerous times, especially during COVID while I was caring for parents. And I just was like, it gave me a whole new perspective on what it is like, because there were so many times hospice would be like, oh, they can't be left alone. They can't be left alone. And I'm like, well, how do I live my life? How do mm-hmm. I do anything. And, and so it's a lot of challenges, but knowing who we are at the core, what fills us and what pulls us away is so important. And another thing that I learned through that is I encouraged everybody to come to that table, right? And we have to make sure that we don't allow the enemy at our table because it's so easy when we're at the table to get distracted, but also we need to know in those moments when we're a caregiver, who are the right people Mm-hmm. For us to allow to speak into our life because it can be challenging because people don't understand unless they've been there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of well-meaning people want to protect us. And they say things that just make you go, really? And make you question yourself. So know that in this time, wherever you are, there are the right people mm-hmm. for this time. And there are people that are for another time. When you talked about boundaries, placing boundaries, I think that's so important because boundaries are not for them, they're for you. We can set boundaries to decide what energy we do let into our space. Boundaries are when you say enough and that you're not willing to sacrifice your well-being any longer. Yeah. And, And boundaries are safety zones. Yeah. And they protect our energy and they protect us from the overwhelm. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to get overwhelmed by all things. And I, I just, there's something else I want everybody to remember that in these spaces, we want to practice being in the moment. And when we ask for help, that helps us to be in the moment. And we need to remember that. Things aren't the same now as they used to be, and we need to manage our expectations, understand what we can do, and remember, this is the key thing that I learned, remember that our family and friends are not looking for perfection. 
they are looking for us. And they're our friends and our family for a reason because they love us and they enjoy us, not perfect us. Right. And we get lost in thinking that if it's not perfect, it's not good enough. But life is messy and just being with people is we just have to give ourselves that permission slip. So if you need a permission slip to not be perfect today, I give you a permission to not be perfect today. I give you permission to serve leftovers with a smile on your face, knowing that you have done your best. I give you permission to take that little walk out onto the porch and take a deep breath in of the fresh air. And in that moment, take a deep cleansing breath of what Christ has for you and fill up with him in that moment. 